Welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. This week we travel to Croatia. Hello and welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Monty. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that revives the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. Each week, we take you through a different country's national final and pick the cherry that we think deserves a second chance, a second bite of the cherry. At the end of the series, you, our listeners, will vote for your favourite. And at our live event, we will crown the winner of the Second Cherry Song Contest. Woohoo! Woohoo, indeed! <laughs> how you doing, Monty? I'm very well, thanks. And how are you? I'm doing really good. We are getting towards the end of this podcast series. This is the penultimate country episode. It is. It's the business end, yeah. as they say. And talking of business, we... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're after business. I'm after some business. <laughs> Um, well, we kind of we kind of a half announcement, I suppose. Well, it's a it's a tentative announcement. Not really, but <laughs> yeah, we are hoping, we are hoping, hoping, hoping that next week we will be able to bring you some concrete news of a live event. Woo! Yes, <laughs> we're not tempting fate. This is the United Kingdom in 2020 in London, which is on. The COVID watch list. So nothing is set in stone. Everything might change. But we hope to have some news for you next week of a live event. I'm going to ignore the morons on the tube ride over here, Monty, uh, who didn't have masks on, um, and just pretend that it's going to all be okay and people are social distancing and uh, doing what they should be doing so we can do a second cherry live show <laughs> it should be at the forefront of everyone's mind to be honest with you yeah so what is it face space um, I can't remember whatever the rules are alcohol. follow them follow oh, the <laughs> rules follow the rules whatever they are uh, so we can maximise our chances of our live event actually going ahead we will bring you more details on that next week. But watch this space and wash your face. <laughs> and, I don't know. <laughs> right. So this week, Monty, where are we? Oh, we're in Croatia. <laughs> we are in Croatia. Well, we're in East London at the minute. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, look, we're going. We're taking them on a journey to Croatia. So Matt, tell us about Croatia. Well, I want to talk to you about the national final, which is called Dora, the Explorer. I know we, there's lots of jokes and lots of memes going around. But yes, Dora 2020 happened this year. And it's a one-shot national final of 16 entries, I think there were. And it was held on the 29th of February at the Marino Svetkovic Sports Centre in Otapia. I think I pronounced that right. Do write in if you think I didn't. It was uh, a standard national final in the sense of previous acts came back and performed and stuff like that. So um, this in this edition, there was Rocco from 2019 um, with his song The Dream. He sang it in Croatian 
uh, as opposed to English, like his Eurovision entry. And he also performed in the Interval Act as well. Did he have his wings with him this time? His big angel wings? I think he sat at the piano and sang. Oh. Which probably what he should have done at Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> um, great voice. I actually quite like Rocco. Great voice. Yeah. Just a bit. But it was the wrong presentation, really, wasn't it? Mm, it was a bit. So the winner of the national final was decided by 50% regional expert jury and 50% televote. Now, the regional expert jury, HRT, the broadcaster, uh, appointed five juries from all over Croatia that each consisted of three people. A HRT member, a Croatian Phonographic Association member and a Croatian Composer Society member. So there was musical talent and broadcasting talent on each of the juries, interestingly. So Monty, tell us what song won this national final. The winner was Demir Ketcher with Divli Vietra, which means the wild wind in Croatian. I... We had a bit of wind last week in Armenia, didn't we? <laughs> we did. And Monty's been eating a lot of vegetable pizza tonight, so there'll be a lot of that going on. I've been farting up a store all week, actually. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so on that note, shall we have a little listen to Let's do that the wind? <laughs> the song I mean. The wild wind. So, Monty, question for you, our usual question at this point, did the right song win? Absolutely not. Oh. Mm. I mean, Demir is very dishy, and the song is, you know, a nice song, um, and he sings it really well. But I think there are better songs, and I think we're going to hear some of those in this episode. Well, Demir will come on to other songs, obviously, but Demir came equal first, and it was the televote that decided that he should go ahead of the person he came equal first with. So we're going to have a listen to that. But yeah, he he didn't he didn't win outright. It was very close. I hadn't realised that actually. Now I'm just looking at the results and I see quite how close it was. Yeah, crazy close. Do you think the right song won? Um. It's really hard because the alternative songs to this that you might put up are so different that it's hard to make a comparison. Would those songs do better at Eurovision than he would have? Well, we'll never know that because we don't know anything about this year's, you know, cancelled Eurovision. But I, I think probably it was. I think it probably it was, although I don't think the song would have qualified to the Saturday Night Final, sadly. But... I think it might have been the right decision. Mm, interesting. I Maybe change my mind, Monty, in the next 10 minutes. Well, let's have a listen and see which songs we want to bring a second chance to. So our first song today is Dasene Zatare by Alan Vitasevich and Bojidaka Matija Cherina. 
Well, traditional song alert, I think. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about Alan. He is a known artist in Croatia. I think he I think he has been for a number of years. Um, I can't think of a UK equivalent right now, but he, he's, he's a middle-aged man and very well known, I think. I would have maybe not dressed in a shirt and jeans look. Um, just I, I just think oh, for staging costume, I think you need to push a little bit harder than just shirt, shirt and jeans. He looked too comfortable, which is fine. You know, people need to be comfortable on stage, but it was just too comfortable. It just looked like he just nipped out to buy a power drill or something. Um, so I, I, I'm not sure about that. Wizard Darker is dressed exactly as you'd expect a Eurovision artist from the noughties to, to, to be dressed, to be honest. Um, the... The song itself, though, it grates on me a little bit. And once you've heard the first verse and chorus, you, you got the gist of it. It's it's okay, but nothing to write home about. I don't really know which one to say about it. That's uh-huh. It's a good old horror. Mm. And, you know, we like a Balkan horror. And so there's something very appealing about this instantly. Just because it's up-tempo and it's got that kind of Balkan sound to it, which I really, really like. Um, it is The costumes are a little odd, though. You've got four backing singers and dancers who are in very traditional Balkan costumes. And then you've got Bojdaka, who is... She's in this kind of sort of leather effect dress with sort of you know straps hanging um it's it's almost like a cross between pleats and uh, they're not pleats because they're sort of divided there's lots of bits hanging off the skirt and it's it's got a bit of a kind of like she's almost like an s&m horror (laughs) (laughs) you know it's got she's got these thigh high leather boots on so i think it's a little bit racy actually for the rest of the song but you're absolutely right. Alan looks so incongruous. I mean, he's like turned up so casual in jeans and a shirt. I mean, you know, it, it, you're on fucking stage, mate. You know. Yeah, he's like part of the choir in the background. You know, they sort of, you know, you know, if you turn up, anyone that sang in the choir knows that when you have a concert, you might, you know, you all dress very simply, you know, yeah. black, you know, and he just, he's like, he's, he, yeah, that's the right word, incongruous. Don't quite he doesn't quite fit now, if they if she was dressed a little bit more in line with him maybe she had like less but all of the rest of them are dressed up for the song they're all yeah. wearing costumes and he just looks as though he's strolled on from the dressing room so he's yeah. <laughs> coming from the pub in the afternoon <laughs> they've kicked him on stage oh, i've got to go and do that song <laughs> you're on, on now national television <laughs> but so i mean but nothing wrong with his voice you know he, he, he sang it exactly as you expect him to mm-hmm. sing it yeah so yeah so that's that so song two though is by a clear neon and it's Zovi you mama 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 mama
zovi zovi mama ma zovi mama ma zovi zovi mama zovi mama mama hey mama mama hey mama mama hey Monty, this is the most striking song of this national final, I think. What do you think? Striking is one word for it. Yes, I think you're right. This is really unusual. It's got some very interesting things going on on stage. Um, And musically, it's also a little bit unexpected, I think. There's, There's a bit of sort of traditional singing style. Um, over what is quite a minimalist drum beat. But it's what's going on with her and the backing dancers that makes this so engaging. It's very unusual. She starts on stage with the backing dancers standing by her, holding some pot plants. Then they parade a bit around, doing some choreography with pot plants. And then they have a strut all the way over to the side of the stage where somebody's there on the decks, also surrounded by pot plants. Um, Although I think that DJ booth type decks that you speak of is powered by plants. I think that's the whole vibe there. I don't think it's actually powered by plants. But, but I think that's what they were trying to say. Like it was the focus of that DJ set was the plant. Well, it's I mean, it's very odd because when they get there, they sort of, you know, they, they do a... It, the music drops almost and they do this sort of synchronised question to the camera <laughs> um, where they ask, like, how do you care for your mother? <laughs> and then they kind of strut back into the middle. They're looking all fierce-like. And then there's one of them does a half-hearted headstand. Then they do some synchronised kneeling down. And then they go back over to the decks and they look at a plant that's suspended in a tank. That's right. And then they do some synchronised running about in a circle pretending to play some bongos. And then she stands there and she spins her hair, which is in a long plait, and she spins it around a little bit like Slavko did. <laughs> yeah. long plait. Come through, Slavko. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, they all finish facing the back of the stage, not the front mm. of the stage. So it's it's really quite odd. It, it's there's so much interesting stuff going on in it that you can't take your eyes off them. But I'm not really sure what it's all about. No, I think I like it though. Oh, I really yeah. like it. Yeah, like I think Aclea Neon. She's her, her real name is Dorothea Zovko. She describes herself, or is described, as a one-woman band and eco-conscious activist. Oh, hence the plants. Hence the plants. So this is punched on the nose with the theme here a little bit. Maybe it's photosynthesis that's powering those texts. <laughs> that's what I mean. I think that's what they're going for. Do you know what's really funny, though? Um, th- th- this kind of makes sense because the song, you talk about like, that simple like drumbeat. I think it's like a tribal charm. And I mean generic tribal, not not talking about any region, obviously we're talking about an Eastern European country, but yeah, it's got a tribal feel. And even the way that they, they're, they're dressed, it's like it's some kind of chant to appease the gods of sustainability. I don't know. It's <laughs> a, I can't, I can't I, yeah, it's engaging. You cannot take your eyes off it. I And and, and you don't know why you like it, but you, you, you do. It's interesting that she cites one of her musical influences as Erica Badu, which I've always thought was quite an earthy person anyway, and quite, you know, earthy personality and like the way that 
she's some things she sings about. So I can see that. I can see why someone like her would have Erica Bedu as a influence. That makes sense. But do you literally depict that earthiness with a pot of soil? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's interesting. Lyrically, this is... I mean, I've, I have translated the lyrics and I'm still not the wiser. But it feels as though there's a bit of a challenge. I mean, that bit where they throw that challenge back to the audience. And like, you know, how do you care for your mother? It feels like a bit... And, it, you know, she's taking charge in one part. Of, there's a bit where she says... Sorry, sto prekidam happy meal. So I'm sorry that I'm interrupting your happy meal. So plastic toys, plastic toys, and you know consumerism mm-hmm. may be coming through there. But watch it. We'll put the link in the show notes. But really, watch this. It is really, really quite bizarre. Can I just make a final point about plants and music? Because. It's, it's interesting, yes. It's a bit of a laugh, yes. But I used to work on, like, a artist development program for, like, uh, visual artists, musicians, fine artists, you know, you know any kind of artist, right? Uh, this was based in Bedfordshire. And there was an artist called Gail Story, and she uh, sort of did lo- lots of multidisciplinary stuff. And she took bio-readings from plants in different locations around Luton and she um, she called this thing uh, Darwin's bio-orchestra and some of these readings were then put to music like the actual physical readings were then put onto like a graph of paper I think that's how she did it that she created the music and then she like the Royal College of Music um, sort of picked up on this and then worked with her to make like a concert and it was the most incredible thing And it, but it was music from how plants grow. So I was immediately put in mind of this, and I think there is something in this that the natural earth speaking and having a voice, and what does it say, and what does it actually sound like? And so I kind of, that resonated with me. I kind of felt like there was a lot more going on here than we can probably realise. It's just presented in a bit of a baffling way. It certainly is that. Song three is You Will Never Break My Heart by Indira. So Matt, will you ever break my heart? Well, this is energy, good vibes. I don't know. I don't really get. I don't get a really sense of breaking hearts here. Although she's saying you will never break my heart. Exactly. She's for the vagina. She's like, fuck you. No way, mate. This came third. This song. This is a good song. This came third. This is interesting. She's wearing pink and she's got short hair, so it kind of reminds me of. Pink the singer, you mentioned. She singer. does actually. Now that you mention it, mm. yeah, and but it's almost like it's an older version who's a bit more worldly wise, still quite angry because that's her thing. You know, is it so mm. pink, isn't it? That's exactly what pink was or used to be at least. She's tried to get to Eurovision in the noughties 
uh, in a band called Colonia and didn't quite get there. So she's back. But with this song, which is it's a Lat- Latino beat and traditional Croatian elements thrown in, I think this is a hard one to read. You know what I'm like with genres. I, 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 I'm not great. But there's a bit of a fusion thing going on here. Um, the stage is just awash with colour. It's engaging visually. The only thing, I can, the only reason I love this really is just because she's just got so much attitude. I completely believe everything that she's telling me. Whatever story she's telling, I want to go along on the ride. She just reminds me of yeah, a pink or maybe in Italy, like a Croatian Laura Donaberti. Ah, fabulous. I pity anybody who listens to this podcast trying to get us to pin down a genre. <laughs> Me and Monty like, oh, it's like rock and it's like good and stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're rubbish. But, you know, hopefully we convey the, the, the joie de vivre of the performance. <laughs> I love this. I mean, from the get-go, it's lively. And she comes on stage as a blast of colour. There's lots of neon and lots of fluorescent colours. You know, the, the female dancers look like they're wearing kind of like neon underwear. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the it's very early 80s. I remember in the early 80s, there was a craze in the UK, or certainly where I live, for fluorescent terry toweling socks. <laughs> yes. And we all had them. And they were like, you know, they were lime green and they were bright orange and pink and yellow. You know, basically looking like a, a set of highlighter pens, but on your feet. And I mean, I loved them. I, I was the first in my school to get them because I'd been on holiday and somebody who was in the caravan next to us had some and I was like oh my god I've got to get some of those so I had them and then they got banned in our school because apparently they hurt the headmaster's eyes (laughs) ladies and gentlemen Monty's a homosexual there you go (laughs) (laughs) but these were I mean this is just brilliant it looks really good on stage with that kind of brightness she's a handsome woman Um, she's in a pink fringed bodice with a little pink Bolero jacket, so you know maybe echoing that that pink theme there. There's lots of yelling. There's lots of strutting around the stage. You will never like, break my heart. It's kind of she's it's booming voice. She's yeah. got this brilliant booming voice, and there's lots of that kind of you know whatever the Croatian little wind instrument thing is. I forgot to look it up. <laughs> came on air. On air, like, like it's not, you know, like I can't just stop and find out. I'm not going to stop and find out, though. But anyway, it's got that really nice feel to it. It's just, it's all the kinds of glorious, absolutely amazing. Oh, and there's a bit of sort of, you know, Baby Shark choreography, which could rather stop as well. <laughs> just do sort of, like the baby, baby Shark dance as well. Uh, oh, and a few pyros as well. Just hammer it all home towards the end. Yeah, this does not disappoint one. Oh, absolutely not. This is fabulous. So, Monty, what about the next song? The next song is called Zadina and it's by Colonia. Now, you mentioned 
that Indira used mm-hmm. to be in a band called Colonia. And I think that this is the band she used to be in. Yeah. But with a new singer. Colonia had been around for donkey's years, but this the new singer has been around just for a, a few of those. Um, and here we are. So what do you think of this one? Well, this is more dramatic, I would say. There's a bit of drama here. It's in that sort of vein of medpop that we're used to at Eurovision, but it's not quite as melodic as I would like. I like to be taken on a journey through the melody, and this doesn't really deliver in that way. The backing dancers are dangerously close to that of my favourite backing dancers ever at Eurovision, which is Belgium 2013, Roberto Bellarossa. Oh, yes. The weird... Stomach cramps. Yeah. Shuffle along the stage. Dancing as if they were like, oh my God, I've got like period pain. Yeah, like they were trying to like, in real life, imitate Peppa Pig. Flatness, 2D, weirdness. Really weird choreography. Completely caned Belgium 2013. Deserved better. But so there was the back and dances here, which would kind of remind me of that, which was not, a good, unfortunately, not a good thing. But this went down well in the hall. This got a great reception, and it just lacks a bit of melody for me, really. It's, it's a bit of a shame. I like this. There's a sort of strings opening to it, and it develops into sort of quite an urgent verse. I thought it's it's kind of sort of pulsating along. She looks great. She's in this red cloak with some black glittery trousers on, um, and she's got red hair. Um, and I just, I think this works really well. I think the chorus is really strong. It kind of, you get the verse and the chorus and then it goes into this extended instrumental break in the middle. But it kind of builds really, really well, I think. There's only two dancers, but they make the an impression that there's more because they have the dancers on video, mm. but they have them in kind of like, you know, when you've got sort of like six or eight repeated dancers and they're they're in a block and they do that and then there's a bit where they're they, they're projected onto the floor underneath where she's singing as well and it goes from four dancers to eight sort of in a kaleidoscopic pattern around her and I just think it looks really really effective it's a great song I absolutely love the the whole presentation of this and the uh, the the song itself as well yeah really really good there are a few people on the second show routine that like this, mm-hmm. actually. I have to say, it came eighth, though, in this national final. Only eighth? Only eighth, which is, what, halfway-ish? Yeah, halfway. No, yeah, so um, that's a bit surprising. I, I would have thought it would have done better. I would have thought it did as well. For me, it was one of the standout songs. So moving on, song number five is Mia Nogovitic, When It Comes To You. Now, Monty, this was the song that came equal first with Demir. Uh, what do you think? 
I, as I said, didn't realise that it had done so well, but it is a really nice song. It's laid back and it stands out in this competition because it is in English and it has much more of a Western sound to it. So it contrasts with some of the Balkan sounds that we've heard in this episode. It's a very simple presentation. She's on stage, She's they've got her hair pulled back and she's in the kind of glasses that you were only able to get on the NHS in the UK in the 70s and 80s. Oh, bless. <laughs> uh, but she looks great, I think. And she sings it really well. Her vocals are brilliant. For me, the melody is stronger than the chorus. I think the the melody is very, very pleasant indeed. You mean it, the melody of the verse? The, mel- the, the melody of the verse, yeah, yes, okay. sorry. The melody of the verse is much stronger than that of the chorus. It jaunts along really quite nicely, I think. But the, the chorus, I think, could be a little stronger here. But I can absolutely see why people responded to this. It's interesting you mentioned the verse because, actually, I'm going to drop in a couple of audios here <laughs> in the edit. So, first of all, this is the verse of When It Comes To You. Hear me out I know I probably should go back and walk the line But that ain't me And that's just fine Cause I don't care what they might think My destiny just happened in a blink Now, I'm going to play you our Lithuania cherry which is Aista Pilvelote and Unbreakable Listen to her verse. You, you make me feel like I could work in the water. You make me feel like I'm invincible. And I won't, and I won't, and I won't ever let you go. Never know. So, pretty, that's pretty similar. And actually, it's, I think it's probably one of the most interesting parts of the Lithuania song as well. Although I've got to say that Mia's song here is a, a bit more current. And I don't know whether that's because she's younger, but I, I feel like this is quite current. It certainly is current in Croatia because this peaked, uh, this charted at number six in Croatia. So it did quite well. And I, I, I think that's probably one of the, maybe apart from Demir, every other song probably didn't chart as well. And I want to talk about again how we we spoke about this in Serbia, I think, where we talked about younger artists in these countries, their sound always tends to be a lot more Western and less traditionally Eastern European. And that makes sense because she was 17 at the time of singing here, was Mia. That's so young. So that's what probably I'm getting this current vibe from her. You're right. It's simple staging. Her voice is absolutely cracking she does brilliantly i could see this at eurovision i could i'm not sure whether it would do any better than demir would have done but i I can see this working at eurovision i i I can see why this was equal first with him though so that's the five songs but we have an extra one which we want to give an honorary mention to Mm. because this is a song that you really need to be aware of it's called love 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 by zdenka kovacic now this is quite something. Zdenka is a well-established jazz and rock musician in Croatia. She's 76. Amazing. And this song has some bold opening dramatic beats. And then quite the bizarrest thing where she clutches her hand to her face 
and screeches, sounding like she's in some discomfort, and leaving us, the listener, in equal amount of distress. (laughs) (laughs) She is on stage in this sort of pink and red-hued frock. Um, And she's got a sort of a diamond detail with like sort of three-tiered triangles sort of over her her decolletage and hanging down the uh, the back of her neck as well. Um, It's like a Doctor Who baddie. Well, funny you should say that. Is that what you've written? Well, no, but I thought it looked like a cross between a toga and something out of Star Trek. (laughs) Yeah. uh, My notes literally say she's in a long-robed dress that is straight out of Doctor Who... <laughs> Zizenka, destroyers of worlds and leader of the Ylang Ylang Covenant. <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird. like you, whatever you say there just makes sense. Cause Absolutely, and she's quite she's quite a character. She delivers a song with sort of jazzy style and big raspy vocals. Um, a couple of those screeches, which is quite interesting. And it's about how she needs love, and she's a she's a woman who needs loving. And I have to say, she looks like she knows what she wants, but she also looks like she knows that she might have to settle for what she gets. <laughs> it's a bit. <laughs> Here's a little blast of what we mean. And that was how she started the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it, though. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because you can't, when you start a song like that, that dramatic star, and you've got your audience, I mean, they are going to listen to see what the hell you do next. Yeah, there's I mean, something it, to be learned here, right? It kind of sort of meanders away. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it's, it's really that initial point that we wanted to highlight it for because, my gosh, it's arresting. So, which of those five songs is going to be our second cherry for Croatia? Find out after... Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. So this is the section of the show where we like to spread some positivity. We like to think of something positive that's going on within the fandom and the Eurovision world. <laughs> uh, cut through some of the, the bullshit and the crap that we have to wade through on social media. We like sometimes. to take something good, make it lovely and rub it in your face. <laughs> <laughs> What are we rubbing in their faces this week, Matt? I'm going to rub Demir in your face, Monty, oh. which I know you probably don't have a problem with. <laughs> that's a good thing of the week. That's good to me. <laughs> no, we're going to sort of like just jump back to Demir because obviously selected for Eurovision by Winning Dora 2020. Didn't get to go, as all the artists didn't get to go. But we just want to point out that maybe Demir might get his chance again in 2021. And I stress might, because we don't even know whether he's going to be throwing his hat into the ring. What we do know is this. First of all, Dora will be returning again in 2021, and it will, we think, will be selecting the Eurovision artist, right? I think that's how much we know this far. Demir did post on Instagram a little teaser that he was in the studio. It was like a studio setup. He posted a screen. And on it, he kind of wrote Eurovision 2021 in like writing. So 
I don't know whether he's just playing up to us and making us do things like this, talk about him on podcasts and things, or whether he actually is going to submit that song or a song to Dora 2021. And whether that perhaps forces the hands of the organisers a little bit. You know, I think if you're an artist, you've got to sell out your store, haven't you? And he, he was one of the artists that wasn't immediately confirmed, whereas lots of other artists were confirmed. So, you know, if that's the situation you find yourself in, why not throw something out there? You know you're in a strong position. You know that the broadcaster is willing to work with you. So, But I think we're saying this is a good thing of the week that is good because I think whatever you think of him or his song or any artist or any song from 2020 season, we all feel a little bit gutted for them or really gutted for them. They didn't get their chance in the sun, in the sunshine. So we just hope that Demir maybe gets his chance, if maybe not at Eurovision, but definitely again at... at Dora 2021. And that's Demir, our good thing of the week that is good. Matt and Monty's good thing of the week that is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. So now it's time to find out what is going to be our Croatian selection. Tell us, Matt. Well, I think we did kind of give a little bit of an indication earlier on that um, a lot of the Cherry team like Colonia. However, Colonia is not our pick. Across the board, we all liked Indira and You Will Never Break My Heart. Mm. Now, I'm not surprised by this pick. I loved it and I knew straight away... The cherry, the cherry team would like this because it is classic, kind of classic cherry. One of the classic sort of acts you'd see at cherry, is it not? I think so, yeah. This did seem to jump out rather from the selection. And I think, you know, there is, we do a special mention to Mia. She, you know, she came equal first, um, very current, you know, but just maybe the song itself just wasn't good enough. But this Indira ticked all the boxes for us. And completely encompasses the whole second cherry ethos, really. Let's have another listen to it. So there you have it. Our Croatian cherry is You Will Never Break My Heart by Indira. So, Matt, next week is our final episode of this year, final country. It is. Are we going to tell them what it is or are we going to let them wait and find out for another week? I think we're going to let you wait. Yeah. So there's a few national finals that we haven't had which one do you think should be our final cherry write to us and tell us it won't make a difference because we already know what it is i know but shh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no do get in touch how can they get in touch matt well you can contact us on twitter at second cherry on instagram which is second underscore cherry 
And Facebook, there's a theme here, Second Cherry Podcast. And then you can email us at hello at secondcherry.vision. Monty, do it again, more camp. Hello at secondcherry.vision. And that's .vision, not .com. That does not exist. You will not contact us if you put .com. .vision, always. So don't miss next week our final cherry of the year before we hopefully bring you some exciting news about how the final is going to run. And we'll be opening the vote because we'll have all 18 cherries selected by then. Mm, We will. Now, there is just one more thing I want to say because, Monty, when this goes out, you will be in Stockholm or coming back from Stockholm? I'll be in Stockholm travelling back, hopefully, if the quarantine rules don't change between now and Friday when I'm due to go. Well, I just want to say, uh, listeners, and to Monty, happy birthday for not tomorrow, the next day when we're recording this. Anyway, soon, this week is your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> By the time you're listening to this, it would have been two days or more ago, depending on when you're listening to it. But yeah. It's the 3rd of October, anyway. Yeah. So send all your messages to the account or Monty, if you're friends of Monty, and just wish him happy birthday because it's been a shit year and yeah. I hope you have a good time in Stockholm. Thank you. And it's a big birthday as well. She's 50. 50. I didn't want to say it. You <laughs> did. You said it, not me. <laughs> 50 years young, my love. Ah, oh, bless you. Thank you very much. That's lovely. No worries. Well, you enjoyed that. Uh, I know you will. I shall. And uh, we'll hear all the juicy gossip, dear listeners, next week. Well, you will, whether it goes out on air or <laughs> Do we still have that explicit rating? Yeah, no, we totally can, yeah. No, we want stories. We want stories. Give us a story for next week, please. I see what I can do. (laughs) All right, then. Thank you for listening. Take care. Bye. Bye.